Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Hey guys, this is Ruben Dua from Dub's podcast, Connection Loop. And I am here with Felicia Miller Johnson. Now, Felicia Miller Johnson is a unique person because she has a fantastic uh, program to coach us on what I think is one of the most challenging things in video and sales and marketing, which is to feel comfortable using video and to get over something that we all experience, which is imposter syndrome, you know, feeling like a fraud when we do our videos. And, uh, you know, a lot of people might listen to a person that's a public speaker or someone that does a lot of videos, a podcast host, and they might say, well, that person is so confident and I would love to be that confident. How do I get that confident? And, you know, oftentimes they might say, I just wasn't born with it. I don't, I don't have that. Like, I don't have that skill. Right. And, and in fact, when they uncover and ask a couple of questions, it's quickly apparent that it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of practice to get to that point of having confidence. So Felicia, if you could just guide us through this uh, in this recording, we are, I'd love to start with a short bio on yourself to understand your why and how you got to where you are. And then let's get into the smart strategy. Yeah, aloha everyone. I'm so glad to be joining with you today. So yeah, so my why. So picture it, grew up with a military background and moved around from place to place and got to connect with lots of different people. But imagine this, I was in middle school and I had all A's and one B on my report card. And I was so excited, right? And I gave it to my dad and he said, what's up with the B? (laughs) And in that moment, that instilled in my mind, you always have to be on your A game all the time. So fast forward even between that, I was in a restaurant with my family again and loving my dad, he jokingly gave me a receipt and he was like, hey, can you pay for this? And I looked at the receipt and I was like, hey, it's not added correctly. So this is back in the day when things were added you know, by hand. And he looks at him and he's like, you know what? You're right. And then from that moment on, my name was Brain. So that meant I had to know, be on top of everything, always an A person, doing everything well. So when I became a wife, a mother, business leader, like all of that was instilled into who I was. So then that means I became overwhelmed by work-life stress because I had the expectation in my mind that I always have to be excelling, I always have to be good. That brought with it successes, right? But I was disregarding the things that I did. I didn't have time to really enjoy the successes that I had. I was feeling like a fraud, like what if somebody finds out that I really don't know what I'm doing on this particular thing or that I got lucky in doing that. And so I went on a journey to say, you know what? no more not only do i want to be smart yes i may have all the accolades certification certificates and all that but i want to live smart and that is how i came up with my philosophy for coaching my clients 
Well, I think what's really interesting about that story is that, first of all, I can relate to it in many ways. And I think that when we have this expectation of wanting to be perfect, it sets us up on a journey. You know, on one hand, it makes us hyper ambitious. It makes us work very hard. And those things are those things are amazing. On the flip side, you know, we experience failure and disappointment. It, it, it hits us a little bit harder, you know, and, and, and I think it's so important and so valuable the way that you went through your evolution process of realizing that trying to be perfect was causing you a lot of stress. And that stress then is going to do the opposite of what your goal is, which is to excel. And I think that, you know, you coming to us as a, as a coach, you know, having gone through that, and I'm sure you still work through that even now, you know, that, that just taps into empathy and it taps into this is a real person that understands what I'm talking about. Now, some people, they come from the opposite place where they, they just stop trying because they were always a disappointment. The report, report card said C's or D's or even F's. And they said, I'm, I'm just going to throw in the towel. I'm, I'm done here. You know? And I think that it, it's a similar trauma, but it's a very different trauma. So I think uh, you can help us in both ways. Let's understand the smart strategy here. And how did you come up with that? And what is it? Yeah, so like you said, goal-oriented, always was going out for the best thing. And many times people have heard the acronym SMART goals as far as in business. But it was like, I went on this journey to realize who I was. So let's say you want to see yourself. You want to awaken, right? You got to know who you are. So for example, one thing that when I'm talking with clients, how many have never even looked up the meaning of their own name? Mm. Like my name means happy. And that's what I wanted to embody because there was a time that I was not happy. So it's like knowing who you are, what your, um, your triggers are, your engaging things that excite you, like taking an awareness of who you are. So that's the S, gotta know yourself. The M is the master of the emotions. Ruben, I don't know about you, but like for me, only emotion that you might would have gotten was anger. And even that was even squashed for me because as you notice, I'm an African-American female. And so I wanted to avoid the whole angry black woman perceptions that are perceived with that. So I would just squash my feelings. I wouldn't be able to tell you what I was joy or I'm excited or anything like that. It was like, let's get the job done. What's the mission? That's all I'm focused on. So I wanted to do a better job of knowing what I was feeling and be able to communicate that. And then the A was the ask, believe, and receive. How many times we ask for something, but do you really believe that you can have what you ask for, which ultimately blocks your receiving it? So it's like, Felicia, what is it that you want? Because many times people can tell you all day long what they don't want, but they can't tell you what they do want. Mm. Which is the whole mindset shift of what am I looking at that? positive versus the negative of that or or even sometimes that they don't believe that they deserve it yes i'm not worthy which is one of those emotions mm -hmm. like on that emotional scale right the other one is the relax relate and release this is a shout out to those who watched a different world back in the day but this was so embodying i was always used to doing 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 i was a human doing versus a human being it's like be in the present moment relax breathe, meditate, what's going on in you, right? Which is still connected to the self-awareness piece. And then finally, the talk wisely. There were words 
that I was saying to myself in my head, which is the imposter syndrome, because you got that critic talking, but then just even the words that I was speaking out loud. I know we were talking a little bit earlier about like, for example, the word try. Try is really a struggle word. You know, shout out to those who watch Star Wars and Yoda, do or do not, there is no try. But it's like, if you're not speaking power into what it is that you want, then that connects to maybe you're not receiving those things. So for me, it's a short way to, to sum it up to say, Felicia, live smart. And that reminds me to do all of those things in that moment. And so then that's what I use in order to connect and teach my clients how they can overcome imposter syndrome and have the confidence that they have is by living smart. Mm. Now you've mentioned you've mentioned Yoda now I think two times and I'm in, I'm intrigued. <laughs> are you are you a big Star Wars fan uh, like 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 me or what's going on there? Yes, I, I'm a Star Wars fan. <laughs> nice. I am because it's like it's one of those things like I had watched it before, but you never really I didn't really understand what it was that drew me to it. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, I get the, the space and all that. But then when I went on my journey, it was that pivotal scene when he's with Luke and it's the Empire Strikes Back and then he's training them. And it's like the whole talking about your words and how we're connected as beings and him closing his eyes and like, you know, the meditating, it just really embodied all of that. And I was like, oh, that was what the draw was for connecting to that. And so, of course, you know, all the graphics and the the space and all of that. So, yeah, it, it's a great thing in that he didn't even know his own power, that he was a Jedi and didn't know it. So he had to go get the development. And he had to go get the training. But then you have those on the flip side, like Princess Leia. She didn't even know she was a Jedi, right? But yet she was out working and doing all these different things. But it's like, how much more powerful could she have been if she was able to tap into her inner power as well? So I just realized that the symbolism and all of that, it was just connected to so much what I, I believe as a, as a coach. Uh, it's interesting because the references to the Jedi is so relevant to this because self-realization is where a lot of this starts, you know? And self-realization, it's, to me, it's, it's, it's kind of like most of us don't even know what, what that exists. Our world is just what these eyes see from the out and what this nose smells and what this mouth can <laughs> say and what these ears can hear and what we can touch and feel. And it's all outward. But in fact, most of our existence is, is inward. And for us to not have a connection or an understanding at least of who we are as a person, what our hopes and dreams and fears and traumas and gold, what, what those things are, there's no starting point. There's no foundation without that. So. How do you guide people to actually take a step back and to close their eyes if need be mm-hmm. and, to, and to actually understand self? Well, one of the things is that we actually do it. Like, I'm not one of those coaches where you're going to come to and they're going to talk about like, hey, go do this and do, go do that. And it's when we're in a coaching session, for example, we will take time to actually meditate. Hmm. And that's really tuning into who the person is and what they may be going through to where it's like, okay, what I'm hearing, if you're having frustrations, so let's say about money, right? So it's like, okay, let's take a moment to breathe and I may play a song that's connected to about money. And it's like, I'm, I'm grounding you in that moment to be with you. And then we talk about it. And then they're able to open up and realize new things, which is connected to the self-awareness. So it's 
it's very customized to each person about what they're experiencing because we're all different, right? Um, but we actually do the work in the session right there, just based off of what they share. And what would you say drives a person to feel like an imposter, like a fraud when they're putting themselves out there, when they're recording a video and sending it to someone, when they're doing a post on LinkedIn, when they're hosting their first podcast show, what, what drives us to feel yep. that way? Yep. It's, it's different for each person. And so that's where having a coach to be able to ask those questions that help you to reveal that. So for example, if you're saying you have a fear about doing a video and like getting on the screen, it could range from having a question of, well, what is it about being on the video? And they say, you know, I don't like the way that I look. You explore that even more. And they may find out maybe when they were youth, someone told them that they were ugly. And that stayed with them for a very long time. So they sense that or feel that. Or somebody pointed out like, do you know your eyes are not like the same, you know, symmetrically or something like that. And so it's like dealing with that and helping them to release that limiting belief. Whereas if someone else's problem with getting on video may be, I don't like the sound of my voice. Then that's a different question of, you know, where did that come into play? Did someone tell you that, you know, your voice was terrible or something like that and helping them explore it? So it's definitely one of those things that sometimes we're not able to actually see in ourselves, but it takes someone else to be able to ask questions and bring that out of them. Mm. And what are and what are some of the things that you've A seen and B helped people solve? Yeah. So if I was to put it into three things to helping people solve, it would be energy levels, emotional intelligence, and confidence. So energy levels are definitely, you know how like you walk into a room and you can see someone and you're like, oh, wow, something about that person. Or, oh wow, I don't know what it is, but I wanna stay away from that person. So helping people to realize what they're feeling helps to radiate what their energy level, the energy that they're having. Emotional intelligence, that's the self-awareness, so it's still to that. But then how are they connecting with other people, which is the social piece of it and how they connect. And so I think that's where a lot of my military background came into play, because moving around from place to place, you had to learn how to jump in quick and adapt and connect with people. Because, you know, it was like we don't have time for a lot of other things. It's like, hey, how do we connect? Let's be friends and do that. And then the other ones is confidence, that self-doubt the negative words that we're saying to each other and having someone to come along and be able to speak into them and encourage them that, hey, you are light, you are a worthy being, show yourself, be yourself and know that it's okay. Mm. Yeah. Very cool, very cool how you kind of articulate that. And what would you say personally that, that, uh, that you've unlocked in yourself you know, I always like to ask this when someone is is a guide, when someone's coaching um, other other folks, what is the personal development that they've experienced, that they've gone through? How have they transcended? So I ask that you now. Yeah. So how I transcended is knowing that I am enough, that mm. I just be. I used to think that were people connected to me only because of what I did or the title that I had or the amount of money that I made. And so if those things were to stop, that no one wants to be 
connected with me, if no one really knew who I was. And so my awareness journey with that is that I'm enough in who I am, that I'm okay, that there's not some mark that I'm missing in a particular area, which means that you're not good enough, you're not worthy. And going on that journey, realize that, you know what? As I said, I'm like, I'm that cool chick. Like, I'm good. Like, I am okay. And that, you know, there is no perfect, but there's just Felicia. And I'm happy. Great. You wrote a book about this topic. I did. I did. What, what, what was that process like? What, what was the inspiration behind that? What was the process like? Mm -hmm. So once I had the big aha about Owen Posture Syndrome, my initial desire was is for those people that never became my clients, where could they go to have a tool that would immediately tell you what it is and just give you some tips on how to overcome it? Mm. So that was the, the insight about that. And so it's a guide that shares some of my stories and practical tips for overcoming imposter syndrome. But even in imposter syndrome, even though we're talking about this now, so Ruben, that copy that you're showing uh, the audience right now, one thing you notice, I'm gonna ask you between the one that I have here and that one, what do you notice is missing? Um, okay, so let's see here. Challenge, first of all, I'll say challenge accepted. Yes. Uh, I just need a minute here. Okay. Uh, ooh, the guide. Where is she? Where is Felicia in this cover? Ding, ding, ding. Even when I'm writing a book about imposter syndrome, I was having fear and doubt about even putting myself on the cover of my own book. Mm. And there are no accidents. I was doing an update of like a description or something like that, and I was had published on Amazon. And it kept kicking back to me. And I was like, it's the same cover. It's the same thing. I just changed some of the wordings in the paragraph. Why does it keep kicking back? So once it happened the third time, I realized, okay, that is a sign that Felicia, there is some lesson for you to learn from this. So this is about like two years after I had published it. And I said, I realized, I said, oh, this is your opportunity to now put your picture on the cover. Because back then, even though, like I say, we're still writing about this, it was like I had this self-doubt about doing that. Mm. So it's it's always a continuous journey that you're learning about and that you continue to get better and better. But but yeah, I, I, I experienced imposter syndrome even with my own book at the time. That is so interesting. I mean, it, it just shows how how human this is and how we all suffer from it. Even someone like yourself that's that probably spent, you know, months, years on a topic like this, even f goes to the finish line and, and experiences that. And I can relate on so many, in so many ways, because believe it or not, the mm -hmm. same thing happened to me. Sa same, same exact thing. First cover, and I have like some visuals, but the first cover of the book that I wrote, Just Dub It, did not have a picture of me. And it was just, I forgot what it was. I think it was something more abstract. And then I said, you know what? No, 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 hold on a second. I, this is like a journey story. It's about me. Like, why would I not do that? And I didn't, I don't think I was, you know, self-realized at the time to know why I did that and why I didn't want to put it on there. Uh, but then I think I, I finally said, hey, you know what? There's something missing here. And I, and I did do that. And I think that applies to so many things about 
about what we're putting out there. For example, I was on a Zoom call today and it was a it was it was a super by now we're all comfortable, cats, dogs, kids, you know, it doesn't matter what what's happening for the most part, right? We just share our lives. You know, hopefully we're we're in that comfort zone. But one of the people had a LinkedIn profile which is really outdated, really outdated. And it didn't look like them at all. And the LinkedIn profile image was there for some time, you know, on the on the Zoom, you know, instead of the video feed. And everyone said, that's not you. You got to get rid of that. What is that? Who is that person? I don't even recognize you. And, you know, there's a lot of people that do that. A lot of people that takes the image from 20 years ago, you know, in that gla- that glamour shot. Yep. Say that's the image I want, you know, with the makeup and the hair and the, the body when they were working out. But that's not what they look like. Right. And, uh, you know, it that's not called imposter syndrome that's called being an imposter <laughs> no i i judge and i'm and i laugh here and i say it lovingly because i'm sure i have some old images of me somewhere but isn't it feeling comfortable in our own skin literally sometimes where we just need to be like you know what i'm gonna put the picture that i took last week not 10 years ago because that's me and i'm when people are eventually gonna see me on that zoom and i'm not gonna look like that person and it's that confidence that people are going to gravitate towards not hey why do you have a picture that's so outdated what's going yeah. on absolutely and if anything is the irony of that is that what you just said is what people would then experience is that it's like oh you fooled me hmm. you that's not who you are <laughs> what is it you know when people go dating and they have that whole picture <laughs> of catfish or something like that and right. that's not the same person and if anything that takes away from your authenticity and your credibility off mm. the picture. But it goes to when you have a coach or somebody in your life to be able to talk that through. It's like, tell me, you know, what's the reasoning behind you using this picture versus, you know, what, what you're looking like now. Mm. And it'd be a story behind that to mm. know if you're digging, you know, deeper. Maybe, you know, that particular picture, because I my husband's a photographer as well, and I think about that picture particular picture of me is that he took that picture and it was like you know he saw me he got that just that right you know look and maybe there's a story to the picture that they use maybe somebody took a picture of them or like you said they were happy in that moment and they're wanting to hold on to that and it's like they're needing someone to be able to coach them and like how to live smart and be able to progress and then go out and take a new picture and it's okay you can still honor where you were but embrace where you're going as well so yeah yeah and and you use the term, uh, slang term, catfish, which is you know when when someone puts out a uh, false identity online, it could be for dating, it could be for banking. It's mostly a malicious term, but it's such a relevant term, obviously in a much lighter format. But putting out an, an identity or an image that's not true to who you are, who your company is, has so many more repercussions than it has benefits. And this doesn't just apply to our physical appearance; it also applies to to our company. You know, I remember working with people in the past where they'd have a slide deck, and the slide deck would would show a building, mm-hmm. and it would show the logo on the building, and it would show this photo of this team, and you know, all this stuff that wasn't real. You know, it was just a couple of people in a co-working space, and you know, putting stuff out there, and then when someone discovers it, then they feel fooled. And in this day and age, when everything is so transparent, and we click three clicks in and see someone's corporate profile or personal profile, it just doesn't make sense. It don't do it. If you can't do it, because it's not authentic, do it because it's it doesn't work. (laughs) You know, 
find both whatever your reason is obviously the reason why you don't want to do it is because it's not honest but if you if you're not there then just know that it doesn't work so i think that's a really valuable lesson here um where can people learn more about you your your website address um your book yeah absolutely so my website is sevenfoldcoaching.com that's where they can go to connect with me also i am a heavy user of linkedin so if you're wanting to connect there as well, I'm often on that site, of course. And then, of course, you may see one of my fabulous, you know, dub videos uh, that I am so enjoying. So thank you, Ruben, for making such a great platform because it allows me to authentically and efficiently connect with clients and others. So I'm loving that. So that's another way to connect. Well, thank you so much for saying that, you know, huge shout out to the dub team, you know, the tech team and the operations, sales, marketing, the whole, the whole crew, yeah. uh, where, where all the magic happens, you know, so I'm simply a vessel here and I am receiving information from, from people like yourself and then figuring out how to solve problems with communication and with building trust and just saving time, you know, for us. So, so thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, cause the coaching me heard this. So release simply i'm just simply a vessel you're just a your vessel there's nothing simple about you mm, yeah exactly there you go there's some like over humility <laughs> <laughs> i love that yes yes so you're you're doing great things it's, you know with your vision being able to connect with all those individuals on the team so you're doing a great job so. thank you thank you so much felicia and I wanted to let you know that I am just about to purchase your book. Oh. So I click, I click the, the orange button on Amazon and uh, I just have to up, update my address because it's an old address in there. But I'm going to I'm going to grab a copy of that. So I look forward to having uh, either a physical copy or a digital copy, whatever. It's all good. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to uh, I wanted to actually give you a copy of my book. So just look look out for something um with with a little link where you're going to grab uh, a complimentary copy copy to my book just dub it so thanks yes. again felicia um and you know keep bringing us success stories that is what the team thrives on that is how we evolve the platform bring us suggestions you know how to improve how to make your life easier um we're listening yes you are and that's what i appreciate that you guys are in that stage that you do listen i know like with darius we've had Plenty of conversations and he does a great job with the the trainings during the week so continue to do great things this platform and improving it it's it's great and like i said uh i am definitely it's in my repertoire for sure and it's part of my my coaching because i use it as a follow-up with, with my clients so there's many great ways to use this tool just ask and receive amazing well thank you so much felicia thank you Ruben. see you now take care See you soon.